Despite all of the amazing thrift hauls that we see on Instagram, most thrifters will tell you that they've experienced a thrift fail at some point in time. You know, a beautiful coat that didn't show its damages until you got home, or that one find you were certain you needed, but it ended up in the donation pile a month later. Whatever it is, discovering that your beloved thrift find was indeed a thrift fail can be an uncomfortable and sometimes costly discovery. The good news, though, is that thrift fails can actually make us better thrifters. So in today's episode, we're keeping it real and sharing our top thrift fails, how we recovered from them, and the lessons they taught us about our thrifting habits. Keep listening for episode 23 of Allow Us to Re-Thriftroduce Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Gina. I'm Shannon. All right, so we just came from the Goodwill outlet. Oh, buddy, that was fun. Thoughts? Wash your hands. (laughs) (laughs) So we did a little project with Goodwill Akron because they just moved their outlet store back to their original location. And so we did a whole thing on Instagram about how to thrift the bins, also known as the outlet, and some finds. It's not Shannon's favorite thing. I really want it to be because it feels like a giant yard sale, but there's so much digging that I get worn out pretty quick. Yeah. It's not for the faint of the heart. No, not at all. And like, it's like a mental challenge as well. It's which sounds goofy, but you just like you really have to dig. And then once you find something, you have to see if it's your size. And then it's typically not. And it's just a lot of work. Yeah, there are a lot of pros and cons. And so we talk all about that on the blog and on Instagram. So if you're curious to know what the heck the bins are, hit up dinasdays.com and check it out. So let's talk about some thrift fails. Ooh, okay. So this was a topic that uh, some readers suggested that we talk about. And it's one that we actually had on our list, like back when we first started podcasting, because it is an important and interesting and funny topic. And it happens to everybody. Everybody. Um, I think with the rise of social media and the rise of popularity of secondhand shopping on social media, all we're really seeing are the amazing finds. Yeah. I'm guilty of this too. More and more, I'm trying to show people the realities of thrift stores, because on one hand, absolutely, I want people to know that you can find amazing things that can meet all of your household needs and all of your family needs, but it's not always glamorous. I always kind of compare it to like a Target run. You know, sometimes Target runs are amazing. You get incredible deals. You find super cool, cute stuff. And then sometimes it's just a regular old Target run. That's so true. Like sometimes you just go to toiletries and get what you need. Right. And then sometimes you hit up clearance and you find everything you wanted. Yeah. And you come out like feeling this Target high. Yeah. So thrifting is very similar to that. And the more and more you do it, the more and more regular it becomes, the more and more it becomes part of your everyday life. And it becomes your just your go-to way of shopping. Mm -hmm. So some days are going to be fantastic and some days are going to be just totally regular. Yep, that's so true. I never, that's a great comparison. Yeah. In preparation for this episode, I was really, really thinking uh, about some of my thrift fails. And as much as some of them sucked, right? Because sometimes it can be a costly fail. Yeah. I kind of splurged on this at the thrift store and, and, and for whatever reason, it ended up not working. Yeah. But they all taught me some really valuable lessons. Would you agree? Totally. All right, so let's let's <laughs> talk about some of our thrift fails and the lessons we learned from them. Okay, let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah. Okay, so on the top of my list is shoes. Um, I've had a lot of shoe fails, which is kind of weird because you would think you just try them on and they fit and you, you're good to go and there's nothing to look back on. 
Do you have a specific shoe fail that you can think of? Yeah, like black flats. I have a lot actually, um, because a lot of times I just grab it. And then if it's my size, I don't worry about it too much. I do try shoes on for the most part. But what happens is you don't really know how they're going to feel throughout the day. So if I'm like, ooh, I really needed some black flats for school, like to wear all day. And then you're at school and you're like, oh my God, my feet are killing me. This was such a dumb purchase. But I didn't know that they were going to like hurt me on the top of my toes or, you know, sometimes that happens or sometimes... I'll find shoes that are my size, they fit fine, and then my foot is just too wide for them. But I don't realize it in the moment, mostly because they're so freaking cute that I have to bring them home and I'm like, I'll just deal with the pain. Because sometimes I can tell that they're probably going to hurt a little bit and I have in my head that I can like wear them in, you know, and then they don't work out. I totally understand. In fact, I have a pair of boots that are so, 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 so cute. Uh-huh. And I wore them a handful of times and I can't take them off without somebody helping me. Oh. I have to. I'm not exaggerating. So here's where I'm going with this. I almost feel bad taking them to Goodwill for this reason because I'm like, somebody's going to see these and they're going to be like, holy crap, why would somebody donate these amazing boots? <laughs> And then they're going to get home and it's going to be a thrift fail. No question, because you need assistance to take these boots off. Why? Like, like you need somebody to pull. You need somebody to pull. I have every time I come home from work, I have to sit on the floor and I'm not exaggerating. Dan has to pull these shoes <laughs> like off you're a of little me. girl. <laughs> so I decided the other day I wore them to a meeting. I was so uncomfortable and I'm like, what am I going to do with these shoes? So I feel like I have to take them to a clothing swap and like put a note on there like, please walk around in these before you take them home to make sure that you don't need assistance. That's really sweet of you to do that. A lot of people wouldn't really care like if they're that cute, but you're saying they're uncomfortable otherwise. I I just feel like I'm going to trick somebody. If I take them to Goodwill, I'm going to fool them. (laughs) It's buying. I'm setting them up for a thrift fail. Now, if you take them to a swap, you're not fooling them. Yeah, I feel like with a swap, I can actually seriously leave a note and say, these are cute, but walk around in them first. (laughs) So I can relate to the thrift shoe fail because there is nothing worse than seeing a pair of shoes and they might work for the first five minutes at yes. the thrift store that you try them on and then yep yep it's, it's a, over for yeah there. it's kind of disappointing so what's one of your thrift fails so a specific thrift fail that comes to mind recently was a coat that i splurged on that i felt influenced to buy uh-huh and I bought it and it ended up being a fail. So hold on. Let's like break this down. Why were you influenced to buy it? Because I gave into thrift FOMO. Oh, maybe tell us what that, what's that? What is that? Just in case somebody doesn't know. FOMO means fear of missing out. And FOMO can apply to anything in life, right? It's like (laughs) pop culture's way of letting us know we're missing out on something. Yeah. And thrift FOMO is real. It's thrift FOMO for me can come in two ways. Number one, it can come in the form of I saw something at the thrift store, left it behind, and then for whatever reason, when I come home, I can't stop thinking about it. So then I have thrift FOMO because I'm like, I should have bought that thing. That's the worst feeling ever because then you know somebody's out there buying it. Number two type of FOMO is when you find something, you post it online, or you share it with friends, and then everybody's like, I hope you bought that. <laughs> and then you and, feel like crap. And then you're like, I well, yeah, now the whole world thinks that I should have bought it. And then you start trying to make a, a deal with the thrift gods, hoping that it's still there. <laughs> you're like, please, thrift gods, I'll give you anything. And so that happens to me a lot. So being a blogger, sometimes I'll post some things. And in this instance, 
instance, it was a coat. I was showing them all the cool things that I was finding and my DMs blew up oh. and they were like, I hope you bought that coat. Where is that coat? So I went back and I bought the coat and it was kind of a thrift splurge. Okay. Like how much was it? Do you remember? $50. Oh, dang. You didn't even have like a 50% off coupon. Like I had deals and stuff, but it, the what I spent was $50. Whoa. So then I was like, like for some reason, the whole world is telling me to buy this coat. Like I should get this coat. And so I bought it. And I, I don't need it. Uh, but like, do you, does it fit and do you love no, it? No, oh. I don't, I don't love it. I never loved it that much. Oh, and I'm surprised I, you did this. This doesn't sound like you. It fits, but it's not like something I would wear every day. It's okay. not like a super practical coat that I would wear all the time. Okay. And I totally gave into thrift FOMO. Oh, dang. I gave into online thrift FOMO. Only because people were like, you've better have bought this. Yeah. But you couldn't just be like, nope, left it for you. Go get it. Well, I've learned my lesson since then. Okay. So the lesson I learned from this specific specific coat was do not give in to thrift FOMO. Whether it's personal FOMO where I felt like, oh, maybe I should go back and get that even though I didn't share it online and also online FOMO. Like mm-hmm. if people tell me online now, I hope you bought that. I say exactly that. No, I left it behind. You should go get it. Yep. Um, I really don't need it. Good. Good job. Because I, I got burned. Yeah. Yeah. The 50 bucks is a lot, yep. especially for us. Ooh. All right, so that was like that was hard for me to admit. So you gotta you gotta you gotta have a good one. What's what's another fail? Um, for me, I always fail with um, housewares. Uh, a lot of times, like if I just feel like I want to go shopping, I'll go to the thrift store. But if I'm not in the mood to dig through clothes, which a lot of times I'm not, I just go to housewares. And if I'm in that mood that like I'm gonna spend twenty bucks today, I don't even care. Twenty dollars in housewares is a lot of money. And a lot of times I just buy random stuff. Like I'll be like, oh, this is so cute. Like, oh, this weird porcelain cat. Like nobody <laughs> needs that. Or like, oh, this plate. I'll use it at Christmas time. And it says like something like share a cookie, give a cookie. I don't know. And it, But it's just like pretty or cute or whatever. And I have no business buying it. But I buy it anyway because I think I'll use it in my future, not because I need it right now. And I'm also like just in this, I want to spend money. Right. But I don't need to shop just to shop i think is my fail in this moment so is the cat is a porcelain cat a real example yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love just having random weird stuff around my house and i like like you know i like freaking people out by being like wow shannon that's amazing a recent ridiculous purchase you were with me and you helped you kind of like pushed me along on this one is this weird like uh, almost like a bird feeder looking thing and on the inside oh, it's yeah. it's a kitty cat like trying to trying to get a ball of yarn like it's really ridiculous we should probably take a picture so you can understand what i'm saying no business being in my house at all even when i showed my grandma she was like oh is thrift it- fail honey 100 percent. you know what she asked me did i buy that for white elephant next year You were pumped about that thing. I mean, you held that thing like it was your child. It's really cute. When you were walking around the store. It's really cute. I think it's like a wooden. Salvation Army, right? Yeah. I think it's a wooden gazebo, right? So you consider that a thrift fail? I mean, kind of. But at the same time, like it's, I have no business having that. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, isn't it cute? That's a perfect example. Oh my God. A cat in a gazebo (laughs) playing with a ball of yarn. It's so cute. Yeah, I, I, I understand. It's especially with housewares because they can quickly turn into fails because of the storage and the space. And it's 
it's harder to declutter housewares. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, so my next thrift fail, the category would be cheap and damaged items. What? Why would you ever buy a damaged item? Well, sometimes I don't know. Oh, okay. So a specific example I have is um, I just posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago, maybe, or a month ago. uh, It's this yellow, super soft American Eagle sweater. Mm. And it was on my list. I've had a yellow sweater on my list for months. It was new with tags. It was soft. It fit me perfectly. That thing fell apart after one wear. It shed fabric, Shannon, everywhere. I was so embarrassed. I had yellow fuzz <laughs> from head to toe all over my body. And it, it caught on everything. And like as soon as it would catch on something, it would completely unravel. Oh. Like I, I don't understand. That sucks because like even the person that donated didn't know this if it was new with tags. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh, man. And what's, what really stinks about that is that it checked every box. Like, right. It's been on your list. It's something that you've wanted for a long time. It wasn't garbage. It had new with tags on it. And it still was a fail. So it's like sometimes you can't help it. Sometimes you just don't know. Or sometimes, like for example, another time, I've talked about this on the podcast before in a reselling episode, I bought a Tory Burch bikini to resell. I kind of paid up for it knowing that I could flip it and get some more. There were these weird stains that you could only see when you held it up to the light, you know, and it was just. It was it was a thrift fail that I was not anticipating. Yeah. And then sometimes, especially with kid stuff, I'll find really cute coats and stuff. And then I'll get them home and the zipper was broken or oh. it worked at the store and then it got caught at home. Mm-hmm. Or this happened to me recently. I got my daughter a really cute faux fur coat and it was perfect. And I had seen it at Target and then it finally found it at Goodwill like a, like a year later. Nice. Lining was completely tore up oh. and ripped when I looked inside. Oh. And I didn't like so, you got it home, and yeah. that's when you saw it. So oh, my lesson, shoot. my yeah. lesson then is test and inspect everything. I do a lot of power thrifting, which means I'm in and out in less than an hour. And a lot of times I will skip over that part. Like I'd rather go try things on than take the time to inspect them, for example. So take that time, you know, the last five minutes, turn things inside out now. I zip and unzip a bunch of times because, yeah, sure, the coat was two dollars, but. I, she can't wear it, right? you know, and right. it should have been salvaged. And so that to me is a costly fail. The The cheap and damaged items can definitely be costly fails because then even if I want to keep them, then I have to figure out how I'm going to fix them. And that sometimes can cost money. Yeah. So, a lot of times you just want to take it right back to the thrift store once you find something like that. Which is usually what happens. I'll end up putting it in the salvage stream. Right. All right. So another thrift fail that came to mind when we were thinking about this was a purple and red skirt that I had purchased at Goodwill that was like three sizes too small for me. And I remember buying it specifically because I was like, this will be so pretty during the holidays, but it was three sizes too small. So I was just like, no worries. You know, I probably bought it way ahead of time. And I was like, I'm going to lose all this weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, like five years later, it's still at the top of my of my closet where all the clothes that don't fit me are. And for whatever reason, I was in a, a long time. I was in a rut where I was buying things that didn't fit me for the future me. 
And that's my lesson is that I need to shop for the person I am now, not for the person I am in the future, because that's all money wasted. Like I'm buying things that I can't wear right now. So it's just going to make me feel bad that I can't even wear it, that I'm going to have to bring it home, fold it, wash it, fold it up and put it in a spot, you know, that's like for the, for the new Shannon that is in the future that then doesn't come. And it's just depressing. And like, I'm like setting myself up for failure. Yeah, I can totally relate. And I think so many listeners can relate to that. It's, it's a dollar. Why not? Exactly. If I don't lose the weight, whatever. And then that's how you end up with a whole closet of $1, $5 things that are three sizes too small. <laughs> it's funny. This is a little bit off topic, but I remember being like an 18-year-old because we were seniors. And my girlfriend and I, we were in her parents' basement doing something. And I remember there were like all these boxes that said, lose this much weight on it. And I was like, Jeannie, what is this? Like, should we like go through it? And Jeannie was like, oh, that's my mom's high school clothes that she thinks she's going to get into one time. And right now in this moment, like it's been going through my head because I'm just like, I'm that age that that mom was at that time. And I have the same crap in my basement. What am I doing? Because I remember making fun of her. Like, why doesn't she just get rid of that? That's never going to happen. The cycle, (laughs) the cycle, man. We all go through it. Yeah. I love, I love the lesson though that you said, shop for the person you are and not the person you want to be. And that could be sizes, but it could also be other things too. So I do that a little bit with sizing, but I've kind of learned my lesson, like, just stop, right? Like, you're never going to be that size again. Don't buy it. Right. But I feel like I do that more so with styles. So, like, I like to be flexible at the thrift store and try new styles because it's a good place to experiment with new things. Yeah. But without going overboard and, like, spending too much money in the process doing it. But sometimes I'll find myself buying certain styles that I just know aren't for me or aren't for my lifestyle or, you know... It's like I'm trying to be something that I'm not. Right. And then I feel uncomfortable and then I end up donating them. Like you so just want to like, like find balance between being open minded to trying new styles, but then also being honest and true with yourself about what your life and day to day is actually like. Right. If you're, you know, like if right off the bat, you're like, I'm not comfortable, but you still want to buy it because you want to be up on the trend. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Like, because if you're wearing something that you're uncomfortable, you're going to be at work all day going, oh my God, why did I do this to myself? Yep. You're going to be so mad when you're just like, I could have just wear a comfy sweater today. Like what's going on? Um, You can also do this in housewares. For me, I might buy stuff that's way fancier because I want to be that fancy person and I'll buy something super fancy and then I get it home and I'm like, where am I even going to put this? It doesn't even go with my decor. Like, this isn't me. Who do you think you are? And like, unless you want to redo everything, what am I doing with this one item that doesn't fit? That's so true. I'm always so tempted, especially when I go to estate sales and stuff like oh, that. yeah. Where I'm like, oh, let me buy this beautiful set, right? And mm-hmm. Like, I don't even entertain that. Like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. It's so tempting because it's so beautiful. Yeah. And then you're like, well, let me just own one small, beautiful set of plates and uh-huh. glassware. And then that turns into another set and another mm-hmm. set and another set. And it's, it's not, it's not realistic. Right. Like, I actually have, I think you've seen it. I have this like Turkish tea set that I mm-hmm. had by mm-hmm. and like just sits on my shelf like what am I going to do with that like I, I've thought so many times I need to just give this to Dina and her and Janine can play with it because it's it's not practical in my life ever dude give it to me I'll give it to my mom oh yeah 100%. She'll, use, she'll use it in real that life makes like, me she'll so make, happy she'll make she'll actually use it for coffee yeah that's adorable because we drink that's, Turkish coffee all the time it's going home with you today yes <laughs> 
all right, so you've thrifted, you failed, you learned your lesson. Here's how to recover from the thrift fail. Number one, donate it back. Make sure you get a coupon. <laughs> if your community does that. I, some thrifters don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry. When you donate, you don't get a coupon. Um, another thing you can do is resale or consign your item. There's a lot of consignment shops out there that have uh, nicer things that you can take your stuff to. Mm-hmm. Another way to recover from a thrift fail is to gift it. I do that a lot. Oh, yeah. You just gift. You're about to gift me yeah, this that's Turkish true. set. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun. Another thing you could do is repurpose it. Oh, yeah. There's so many things you could do, especially if you're crafty. Yeah. Um, I found a lot of things you can do with uh, t-shirts. I'm sure crafty people already know about it, where you can change up your t-shirt and turn it into like a tank top, or you can change up your t-shirt and i think with this one you just need to know the basic sewing skills is turn an old cute t-shirt like maybe it has like snoopy or something on it and you don't want to throw it away that'd be me um you can turn it into like a little market bag like when you're going to um farmer's market like that's perfect to put like produce in or something yeah one thrift fail i repurposed and it's really not that exciting i mentioned it before i thrifted a paper shredder and it didn't work and so i repurposed it and used the bottom <laughs> half as a waste basket yeah and i still use it to this day oh good job girl no. <laughs> you always laugh at that example i don't know why <laughs> Because it basically, I don't, because I, I don't know. I don't know every why. Time I, every time I, I mean, it's funny. About, every time I talk about the paper shredder, you give me this <laughs> funny look. What is I it? Know. I don't know. Maybe it's like a, a duh. I don't know. Am I duh? Like duh, Dina. I oh, don't wait, know. duh, because I bought electronics, even though you're constantly telling me to thrift electronics. <laughs> no, that you turned it into a trash can. I bought this box the other day and I turned it into a trash can when I couldn't use it anymore. I'm messing with you. It's not the same thing because some people would just throw the whole set away. You're right. But what what you should have done is learned how to fix shredders. Oh, right. Because I'm going to go in there and cut myself on those razors. This is what we missed. This is what we're missing on our episode today. (laughs) All right. It's your turn. And the last thing you could do to recover from a thrift fail is to swap it. We have been heavy into clothing swaps lately. So if it's clothing or if your community does houseware swaps, whatever, swap it or swap it with somebody individually. Yeah, seriously. That's like my new favorite thing. It doesn't have to be like a public swap. Right. That's fun. Be like, Shannon, I'm going to give you my paper shredder (laughs) in exchange for the Turkish coffee set. I'm good. I try to give my stuff away to people all the time. Oh, I, yeah, you do. I That's like, like I your think, MO. I know. And I think my grandma's the same way. That's why I do it. And I got to the point now, like probably within the last five years, where people are just like, no. Like they know me well enough finally that they're like, no. Oh, I don't want you your crap. You drive Neri. Neri's my sister. <laughs> she was on the podcast before. You drive her crazy. <laughs> Shannon will give me a whole bag of junk. Huh? That a whole bit, ba- basically a whole bag of thrift fails, uh-huh. and then she'll be like, "Give this to Neri," and then I'll give it to Neri, and then I get yelled at. I'm like, "Dude, I'm oh. the middleman. Don't oh. yell at me." I'm gonna, uh, me and Neri are gonna fight. Anytime I give Neri anything, it's because I say, "Hey, does anybody want this?" And she'll be like, "Yeah," but I do know what she's talking about. The recent junk that I gave her was all those lights. 
What'd she do with them? Did she just give them straight to Goodwill? I don't know. Ask her. No, you were supposed to get, look at I, you getting at it. You were supposed to get half the lights, remember? I never got a single box of lights. I think I, I have a sneaking suspicion she like was just like, take this crap to Goodwill. Because I put something really random in the bottom of it. Because you know, this is why I'm, everybody hates me. I put something like like a weird old purse or something in the bottom of it. And I was waiting for her to yell at me. And she okay. never did. So I think she never she opened never the box. She never opened it. Yeah. She was just like, Goodwill. All right, so let's recap then the lessons we've learned from some of our thrift fails over the years, because I feel like these lessons have, at least personally, have made me a better thrifter. I now pause and ask myself questions before I buy things. I look back at some of these fails, and they help me become a smarter, more thoughtful shopper. Totally agree. So lesson number one, try things on. Yes, that's my biggest problem. And I think with shoes now, I need to try them on and walk around. Mm-hmm. Like just like if I'm nervous about it and it's something that I'm going to be wearing all day long at school, I need to walk around at the thrift store while I'm there. Just be a weirdo. Walk around. Take some Clorox wipes. Wipe it down. Yeah. Then walk around. Smart, smart. If you don't have time to try things on... Uh, ask yourself a series of questions before you buy it. Do you really need it? Does it really look like it's going to fit? Before you go to the thrift store, try to build in time to try things on. Like just say, set a timer and just say, all right, 45 minutes in, my timer is going to go off and then I'm going to spend that last 15 minutes trying things on. It's so, so important because you just end up with a lot of things that might not fit that just end up right back at the thrift store. So from a money-saving aspect, you're going to save so much money trying things on. I totally agree. This past year, that was like one of my goals is to try things on. I took home so much less. Mm -hmm. All right. Another one is shopping with intent. So instead of running to the thrift store and just buying random cats and dog porcelain things like I do, you know, don't do it. Like look at your list. Like you have a thrift wish list. Look at it. Look for the things that you actually need and make sure you're not bringing home junk. Lesson number three, test and inspect everything you buy. Electronics, clothing, toys, all of that stuff. Number four, shop for who you are today, not who you want to be in the future. And lesson number five, do not give in to thrift FOMO. Again, FOMO is fear of missing out. Whether it's internal FOMO or external FOMO, just don't give in to it. It's not worth it. Believe in yourself. And your checkbook. Does anybody have checkbooks anymore? Checkbook. <laughs> Who says checkbook? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Did you balance your checkbook? Oh. <laughs> Dina, um, there was a question from a local listener. She doesn't know what to do with her old wedding dress. Do you know of any place that will sell it for her? Like, what are your recommendations? Because I know, like, with my wedding dress, I remember, oh, I've told you this before, that I got it on eBay, number mm-hmm. one, so I spent, like, 30 bucks on it. But um, I saved it and gave it to my friend Alexis. Yeah. Like, so it's like, I feel like wedding dresses are one of those things that you kind of just pass down to people, like your daughter or like somebody in the family. Yeah. Um, my first reaction to that is that she might have better luck donating it or giving it to someone. But I have seen people a lot, actually. I've seen people post their wedding dresses on Facebook Marketplace because people can come over and try it on, to right. be honest. Yeah. Um, which is might be a little weird for some people, but I see them all the time. Because some consignment stores might take it. I feel like they'd be pretty picky about the dress, though. 
So she could try local consignment stores, Facebook Marketplace, and it won't hurt. Just throw it up on eBay and Poshmark. Somebody might be willing to take a chance right. with, with really accurate measurements if she uh, includes all of the measurements and everything and some really high quality photos. She might have some luck there. Yeah, that's true. Because if you can't try it on, you never really know what you're going to look like in it. Let us know what happens. All right. So since today was all about thrift fails, Shannon and I were reflecting back on one of the funniest moments in our friendship history. (laughs) (laughs) It's when Dina found out that I can't be like a mean person (laughs) or like mad and grumpy. (laughs) All right. So a few years ago, Shannon and I decided to set up a vendor table at a local street fair this was like 2012 and we were time ago was it really yeah no no it was that's like that's when our friendship fired up was when we started our little business i used to set up at local (laughs) open air markets like that and like street fairs and stuff selling vintage clothes but then this year that one year i was like hey shannon you want to spray paint a bunch of mason jars and sell them at this festival it was not that corny because it was like the height or like the beginning of pinterest yep we were all losing our crap over like some painted mason jars or like oh my god this is so cute it's so easy we have so many mason jars because like i got brian's mom to donate like a thousand of them to us and then we're like people are gonna buy them and we did all sorts of colors and we spent all this time spray painting them and we thought we were Martha freaking Stewart. 100%. And don't forget, we made body scrubs. Did you forget that part? We made body scrubs, salt scrubs. So we take, we lug all this stuff. It was probably 100 degrees. One of the hottest days of my life. We lug all this stuff to the street fair. We set up. I mean, it's a whole thing. If you've ever sold at a festival or open air market, you know how exhausting it is. Imagine all of these basically garbage... (laughs) mason jars so that's they what happened cute, but so, like i would give a, like a penny for it like, how much were we charging we were charging 10 like five to eight to eight to ten dollars it depends how big it some was some of them were ten dollars shannon <laughs> can you imagine how many people were laughing at us that day we needed a canopy because it was so hot so i went to walmart and bought one knowing that the next day i was going to take it back <laughs> Did you take it back? Yeah, I wasn't paying that. They're hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we set up. We go to this to this place. We have all. We had so many mason jars. It was cute. And what do people do? They don't buy no. a single jar. No. But what do they? They take pictures of them. They took pictures of them. Stole our idea. Basically, we were their live Pinterest. <laughs> I was so angry, like how many pictures, like I was probably like flicking people off in the background of their pictures, not really, but like I was so mad and hot and like we'd sold like one mason jar. It was probably a pity sale too. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure it was somebody who knew us and they're like, oh, oh, yeah. look at Dina. Oh, oh my Shannon. gosh. Yeah, you like, you did really well with your clothes. I remember I did really well with like a backpack that I'd bought mm-hmm. and resold. That was like a Wes Anderson type thing. You also sewed aprons oh, and you somebody, sold aprons. a couple people did buy my aprons the aprons were cute like that wasn't yeah, even a joke those were cute. really cute yeah um, but the mason jars were a complete and epic fail <laughs> i had so many mason jars for so many years after that yeah i, like, st- I, I still have like mason jars random around the house didn't you take them to camille's baby shower or camille's sister's baby shower or something did i i think like just to make make it look cute like maybe for centerpieces or something so basically we donated them <laughs> God, it was such a fail. And then we partnered with someone. We shared the canopy with a person we know, and they were selling buttons, like pins. 
and I don't know, they they were like repurposed pins for a yeah. dollar. Yeah. And they probably made like $5,000. Everybody day. that came over to our mason jar area was buying pins. I was losing my mind because I was just like, buy a mason jar. Oh, they would give take, you a mason jar. 50% off. They would come to our <laughs> table, take pictures of the mason jars, look at us like we were just like a couple uh, of sad weirdos, uh, and then they'd walk over to the box of buttons and, and spend all this money on, money on buttons. They'd sift through buttons for like 10 minutes, <laughs> and I would just be like, I'm going to kick popsicles? them. Yes. <laughs> we were sitting there eating popsicles all feeling sorry for ourselves. <laughs> biggest fail of our life seriously god and you're melting <gasps> we were melting it was so hot oh my god so, i remember neri laughing at us like they walked over and they were like god guys it's really hot we're about to go back they were out for like five minutes they got a hot dog and they were like bye so bad lesson learned we never did that again oh god if i see mason jars now i would like oh like, i know i'm just like oh get out of here yeah they're so stupid like now i'm just like i'll keep my cleaning supplies in you Hey everyone, can you do us a quick favor? If you listen on iTunes, can you open the app and give us a five-star rating? Your ratings help us become more visible in searches, which allows us to connect with more secondhand enthusiasts like yourself. We appreciate it so much.